Hey, and welcome to Meanwhile in the Future. I'm Rose, and I am your host. If you're new to Meanwhile in the Future, which you probably are because this is only our third episode, here's how it works. Every week we take a trip into a weird, crazy future that I've made up. Then we teleport back to now, and we talk about how that specific future might play out with the help of some experts. It's fun, and sometimes scary, but mostly fun. This week, we're going to start in the year 2075. Ready? Cool, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. We apologize for the delay in this decision. As you know, the computational capacity of our UNBOT is unrivaled, but we're asking it to solve extremely difficult problems for us. In this case, the risk analysis and scenario run-throughs took a bit longer than we expected, but we're finally here to let UNBOT describe its decision. As agreed, UNBOT's decision will be final. We have learned the hard way what ignoring its orders might do, and I don't need to remind you all the vote we all took placing full power in the hands of UNBOT. Its algorithms are final. With that, I will let the bot describe the optimal course of action. Hello, and thank you for coming. I have run several scenarios to solve your problem of war. I regret to inform you that no simulation eliminates war completely. None of them will eliminate death. None of them will stop humans from killing each other. However, some of them will reduce death. Taking into consideration your human history, your current weapons caches, the full archive of psychological research, and the current political situations on planet Earth, I have come to this conclusion. Ban all weapons at once. Each country must destroy its weapon store entirely. All combat must be fought hand-to-hand -hand from this point onward. I have included detailed plans for destruction of each type of weapon for which I have data. Please follow them carefully and completely. This is what the data suggests, and thus this is what I suggest, and this is what you must do. Thank you for coming. Okay, so in this future, we've decided, or the robot that we've appointed to make our decisions for us has decided that weapons are too dangerous and that we'd be better off without them. To find out what would happen next, I called Brad Allenby. Let's rock. Allenby is a professor of engineering and ethics at Arizona State University, and the first thing that he did when we talked was to tell me that this scenario is basically impossible. Of course, we would never let that stop us here on this podcast, so we carried on. And it turns out that this scenario is impossible for some interesting reasons. Human ingenuity can weaponize almost anything. One of the most important weapons that the United States has now is fracking. Because fracking has reduced the price of natural gas, it has in turn uh, significantly impacted petrostates so that U.S. fracking if I look at it from an objective external perspective, is a very powerful strategic weapon. But let's say we just talk about military weapons, the stuff that you think of when you think of weapons, 
bombs, guns, tanks, drones, that kind of stuff. So let's say that 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 aliens suddenly appear and they tell us that uh, we will destroy any advanced weaponry and you're back to hand to hand. Clearly, what you do is you introduce very powerful incentives to rapidly develop and deploy more advanced biological systems because that's all you're allowed to to innovate in. So we could end up with armies full of superhumans bred and honed for super strength. But here, again, we actually run into the question of what exactly counts as a weapon. The idea that the boundary between wetware and hardware is meaningful has been true in the past to a large extent but I think is being undermined by technology today, right? So if I'm in the military and I have a super amazing prosthetic arm or some kind of exoskeleton that makes me taller and stronger, or even something more subtle like some implant that gives me night vision, does that count as a weapon? Am am I a weapon? And there's no telling where that ends up. And here's a thing Alan B. kept coming back to, that humans are fighters and we are also cheaters. Think about the great anthropological uh, study uh, known as the beginning of the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and the monkeys are smooching with a monolith. And as a result, one of the monkeys is playing with some bones and he picks up a bone and to the accompaniment of great music, he figures out that it's a weapon. He doesn't pick it up and start making music. He picks it up and he knows that it's a weapon. I think that's a very human response. Unfortunately, I think conflict and a will to power are baked into what it means to be human. I mean, that's how the species grew to dominate the planet after all. And if you try to go back to a scenario where, for example, everybody's only using their hands, I think what's going to happen is over and over and over again, because weapons give you so much power, people are going to try to figure out how to cheat. But let's say that we make a really thorough, if arbitrary, decision about what counts as a weapon, and we get rid of them. Is there less war? Are we generally safer? Allenby doesn't think so. A lot of people would sort of intuitively think that a world where you had only human beings fighting each other would be a, a less violent, less confrontational world with less collateral damage. And it may in fact be the opposite. Maybe there's, uh, maybe there's more deaths. If you take conflict back down to the individual and you combine that with anything like the modern nation state where you can mobilize vast numbers of individuals if you have to, you could in fact uh, be going back to sort of the, the mass warfare that we've, we've moved away from. So we could actually wind up with a situation in which we're back to lining up thousands of people and having them run at each other, or we don't even have countries anymore, we just have roving bands of super strong people. This isn't a totally ridiculous scenario. Okay, it's pretty ridiculous, but it's not totally ridiculous because it gets at questions that people are actually asking themselves today. When you think about drones or killer robots, one of the big questions is whether it's okay for a non-human entity to make a decision that kills someone. 
Or if you reverse that, how close should a human hand be to the trigger? In this scenario, we swing the pendulum all the way to one side, where the human hand is the trigger. But right now, we're kind of swinging the other way, and people are starting to wonder if that's a good idea. So here's a, an impossible question. Let's say that uh, there is a body that exists in the world that has the power to actually say, you know, yes or no on this question of banning weapons or not. And let's say that you're on that body. Do you vote yes or no? Oh, um, if I were on a body like that, I would vote no, because I think that while there may be the possibility that that going back to sort of hand-to-hand combat would be uh, would be less damaging in terms of the immediate combat, I think one of the things that you would risk doing is destroying social structures like states, and if you do that then I think you go back to, to a neo-medieval world where you have a lot more violence in the society as a whole. So I would probably vote no. I mean, I don't think that you're going to have to vote on that anytime soon. I hope not. And even if I do, nobody's going to care. <laughs> Meanwhile in the Future is a podcast from Gizmodo. It's produced by me, Rose Eveleth, with help from Annalie Newitz and the rest of the Gizmodo staff. Special thanks this week to Robert Brenner and Patrick Lynn. For more on the ethics of war, autonomous weapons, and the debate over just how close a human hand should come to pulling the trigger, head to gizmodo.com, where we'll post links and continue the discussion. You can also send us your thoughts on Twitter, where we are at MeanwhileFuture. If you have ideas for futures we should explore, we would love to hear them. You can leave them in the comments, send them to us on Twitter, or drop us an email at overthinkingit at gizmodo.com. That's all for this future. Come back next week for a different one. Thanks for listening.